Hi, I'm Jess and I'm the oldest. Oi, I'm the oldest. I'm Shtee, I'm the dad and this is actually my podcast. And I'm Tommy, I'm the youngest. Welcome to the podcast. At the heart of hearts, we're all very creative. I've had a very interesting life. You've travelled all over the world. I remember being... Oh, interesting. This is not how I remember the story story. Pints are not a good measure for filling Jacobs' fuel. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, dear listener, to The Podlarks. We have had a little break, uh, intentional and otherwise. Um, We messed up our last recording, so uh, this is 32.2 to us, but 32 full stop for you. So, welcome. It's great to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we have... The classic Stephen Clark joining us for Stories Galore, and this week we also have Mutz Clark joining us for Stories Galore. Mm. Exciting times. Tom Clark was very magnanimous in his use of the word we early on. Magnanimous. <clears throat> he talked about mucking, mucking up the audio last time because it's actually, I didn't, I, there's only one audio that really matters, and it's mine. Oh. I didn't know. <laughs> And, um, Ooh, I mucked burn. it completely up. Controversial <laughs> statement. I mucked it completely up. Yeah. But we realised that none of us can under, can remember what was being said in the last uh, attempted recording. So because maybe it's best to be only lost Dad to the has the stories and we just have our our side of it. So who knows? It'll come back one day. Well, somebody once did tell me, though I don't believe this, but they were a scientist, that when you say ouch or hello or nonsense those airwaves that make that sound that goes in somebody's ear they never finish they go on on being in that airwave getting smaller and smaller and tinier and tinier but they go on forever more so one day we might be able to recapture the sounds that were were issued you know Mm. know. that is an amazing concept so so like a tiny little amoeba might hear my ouch years later (laughs) from when i said it no it has to be a massive ear the size of the planet somewhere else oh oh the ear can't get smaller to match the sound (laughs) that's what i was thinking Hmm. well that's an interesting question we're building nonsense on On top of nonsense (laughs) (laughs) also i'd like to refer back to a magnanimous Mag minimus or whatever. What did, you said it slightly funnily. Are you saying it's not a word? I, no, I'm saying the magnanimous is the word, but I enjoyed your version of it. What did I say? Magnanimous. <laughs> Which is like making small of something. Magnanimous. <laughs> well, gosh. Anyway, we have gumped and waffled aplenty. What is the first story? I'm hoping that this will be a little bit... We're going on holiday with this podcast. We're just going to take a holiday, a summer holiday. Oh, can we insert some, like, beach sounds and some, like, squawking seagulls? Yes, we can. Yeah, (laughs) great. Because I've got to tell you that it has rained absolutely torrentially all day here in France and pretty howling gales as well. And it's just one of those situations where you want to remember happy, sunny, warm, lovely times. So I was reflecting... Since none of us, least of all me, could remember what we talked about in the lost version, I was thinking about holidays that we took as a family growing up. Um, Because I have very poor memory of um, my childhood. I don't remember very much at all about it. But one thing I do really remember clearly was our first holiday to Scotland. Um, 
and we were four children and two adults, although Christine had left home by this by this time. So we were a group of five, my two parents, my sister and my brother and me. And um, very unusually, we were uh, planning to take the car on the train. And um, the train went from London Olympia. This is in about 1968 or something or something like that. And it was a train that went from London Olympia. I remember that as if it was yesterday. And it went up to um, Stirling, in fact. And it stopped at the way on the way um, at various places. And the first thing that happened was um, we had a blue estate car. Uh, we all piled in and my mother was superbly good at organising family holidays. She was superbly good at organising. But definitely one of those people that if it wasn't for the last minute, nothing would ever get done. <laughs> so it there were kind of stressful times associated with deadlines. And of course, we had to drive to London to get this train, which went when it went. You know, it had to go when it went. Um Anyway, very stressful departure from home. It went when it went, it yeah. go when it went. A hell of an elephant's faithful. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I, I bailed out of that. You had a strong, snip, snip, snip. strong effort. It went I, when it went, but it was, and it was full of magnanimous people as well, which was amazing. <laughs> but, um, I'm amazed that there's a, there was a train that went to Scotland with cars on it. That's so funny. Yeah, we did it too. My family. Hmm. I think it was it was a it was one of those services uh, there's a lot of things like this that went out because they were deemed old-fashioned and no longer useful and then about 20 30 40 years later people suddenly realized it was actually they're a good idea and they start Mm. coming back in again they call it motor rail or something they called it exactly that Ah. strong memory motor rail motor rail mutts as they call her (laughs) does what Um, it says on the tin (laughs) take your motor on the rail so anyway, leaving home was stressful because we were late and we didn't get any earlier as we went along. In fact, we got later because <laughs> the traffic the traffic was extremely poor or, or good, really, depending on how you look at it. There's a lot of traffic anyway. And um, so we just were got to London and we got lost looking for signs to Olympia. I remember we were following Olympia signs and we went round and round. And after about 10 minutes, um, mum said, John, which is my father's name, we've seen that sun that sign before and we had and we saw it again as well and it was it was like massively stressful because this i mean money was quite tight in our family in those days and this obviously motor rail ticket with the car and five passengers hadn't come cheaply and there was almost a certainty we weren't going to catch this wretched train because we were just missing the station completely anyway eventually uh, you know, in the absence of Google Maps, um, we asked various people and eventually we found the way in. And it was a it was a weird entrance that didn't have sort of flashing arrows saying motor rail this way. It was a, just a tiny little entrance that didn't look like anything at all, really. But we swooped in and uh, I just remember the train was on the platform and, and the, the, the carriages were at the front and the back of the train were all these trailers for cars to to be driven onto and there might have been three or four long lengths long trailers uh, all with cars on them and the the last one was up against the end of the platform with a ramp onto it and um, as we drove up uh, mum said oh the ramp's still connected 
there's hope <laughs> and I mean at that stage we didn't we didn't really know if there was another train to another place that same night but we drove straight up to the ramp and all bailed out of the car and you know doors flew open bodies fell out we grabbed our overnight bags shut the door a fellow came along from the company he said clerks and we said yes and the chorus <laughs> chimed in as one voice and he jumped in drove it onto the thing and we raced up to the front of the train got in opened the carriage doors got in and off it went and um to this day it was like one of those major triumphs because um, I think it was just a few minutes late and they were waiting for us, mm. which was really cool. That's so nice to remember a time where they might have known you by name. Not obviously not known you by name, but sort of knew that you were on the roster and like were like they'll yeah. probably turn up. But wait, I just feel like that kind of that sort of thing doesn't really happen anymore. They're very much I don't know. But again, that there will have been way fewer people on that. And again, if like you say, it would be much more expensive than like a normal train. So maybe it's. Well, no, I mean, we, we travelled sort of coach class. And, and in fact, the train was made up of a, a long corridor along the length of the carriageway. And off those corridors were little individual compartments with two bench seats facing each other. So there's a door, if you're going forward along the train, there's a door on the right. And you open the door and there were two bench seats, one on the right and one on the left, and luggage racks above. Hogwarts Express. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. And... Um, the bench seats were the sit were the were the um, beds, and that was our we had to carry to ourselves. So the arrangement was that mum and dad slept sardine fashion head to toe on one bench, and my brother and sister slept head to toe sardine fashion on the other bench. What about mini skimp? I slept. Uh, mini skimp slept on the floor in between. Oh, <laughs> and everybody never, rolled out onto you. <laughs> I've never been happier with the floor. I tell you, it was. I got <laughs> space. Nobody kicking me in the teeth. I mean, it was brilliant. <laughs> and um, so, and along through the first of all, it was. I think the train left at ten thirty at night, or ten o'clock at night. Certainly about that sort of time. And um, so that was already an adventure. And all far too excited to go to sleep. So um, mum brought out these little snacks, little packet sandwiches and bits of stuff to, 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 to chomp on. And um, I think I just remember everyone being in great high spirits. But eventually we did settle off to doze and to sleep because we'd taken our pillows with us. So when nothing was provided. We took a, a sleeping bag and a pillow. And um, I just remember waking up in the night and hearing all this amazing clanking of... Of, of junctions as the train went along over points and, and, and we got to Crewe uh, Station which is all, still today um, a big railway junction between lines that go off the, here, there and everywhere off to North Wales and West Coast and East Coast and so on and, um, and I remember getting up and looking out the window and just seeing blearily eyed sort of um, in my head it's sort of misty I don't suppose it was really but it was kind of like um, trains and tracks and just things going on and it was like two in the morning or something very very mm-hmm. exciting um, I guess also sleeping on the floor you're a bit more connected to the uh, junctions <laughs> as they pass underneath <laughs> and the people on the soft benches I, I think you raise an extremely important point <laughs> that I wasn't let's take it up with motor rail <laughs> yes um, more but, carpet um, for the spinny skimps please but the mini skimp was okay, and we 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 woke up at uh, we, you know the next time I woke up it was a bright sunny morning in Stirling, and there we were we'd come all the whole length of the country um, ready for our for our holiday to, and there was our car a bit dirty but jump in and off you go got jobs good and um, amazing 
That is very cool. Yeah. Where did you travel? Yes, I was going to ask Smuts whether she... Um, I can't quite remember where we went to. I mean, it probably was a similar um, route, I would imagine. Um, we certainly got on in London, uh, but I don't know where we got off. But it could well have been Stirling. We did have a holiday where we went Stirling. Um, yeah. I can remember playing my father teaching us card games on the train playing whist mm. and things. We never, ever played any games with him or cards or... It was, uh, yeah, very... Holiday um, spirit. Holiday spirit. Absolutely. So did either of you take a holiday abroad when you were young? Well... We went to you Ireland. You went to France, didn't you? In France? We, we, yeah, went to France when I was probably about 14 or something. So not, not mm. a child. It was always like beach holidays, just a few hours away when we were little. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we always went to Scotland or Cornwall. Cornwall at Whitson, Scotland in the summer, every year. I mean, all very lovely places. And the. I think now, looking at holidays, there's been a few times where I've actively wanted to do a holiday in the UK and it has been infinitely more expensive than going abroad mm, which is gosh. ridiculous ridiculous that that, that should be mm. the case um but do you mean the accommodation or the travel as well and all of them everything like the train mm. fares are astronomical to try and we we were going on holiday to inverness um a couple of years ago and it was going to cost 250 pounds for the train per person it's madness it mm. which was you know and then we looked at flights and the flight was 15 pounds or something and mm. i really really feel very against flying and i feel very against flying a, a place that you can get a train to but it felt mm. incomparable because it was 250 pounds per person and it was a nine hour train journey yeah or it was like 15 pounds for an hour and mm. the two just don't Match up. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, Do you know, in France they've introduced a law now where mm. if you can travel between two places in under three hours by public transport, they won't allow flight between those two places. Which so, I think is excellent. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do, protect I hope you in that also... situation. <laughs> no. Nine hours. No. But I hope it's also supported with like affordable travel because I think much... that is part of the problem. It is more affordable than in the UK, I think. But, um, but I mean, uh, people fly from Birmingham and Manchester to London, and I can't stand that because, you know, by the time you've checked in and got to and from both airports, it's like, why would you do yeah, that? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. So, uh, anyway, that, um, that memory of, of that motor rail uh, journey made me think, I wonder what your memories of, of holidays um, when we were going away, because the reason we're living in France now has its roots basically in our holidays in France as a family. I think it's fair to say. Um, mm. I mean, it's certainly where Mats and I both realised we both like France. Um, so, where did those holidays come from? Originate. What, yeah. What made spot? you start? A good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think probably you had been to France when you were young 
months and I had been to France for an exchange visit to learn French Mm -hmm. so there was sort of connections both sides and if you think of doing something but I actually now you've posed the question I wouldn't like to come up with an answer really that I'd be sure about (laughs) well we don't want to I mean it's definitely (laughs) (laughs) it definitely feels like the most sort of accessible country outside that's outside of the kind of great British Isles if you like Mm. um in terms of it's it's a fairly short ferry you know or Eurostar or, or whatever to to get across um mm. and i suppose like we we went to jard sumer with them Simon and ali and and uh which was like a beach holiday but the weather was perhaps a bit nicer because it was mm. um a bit further south but it's interesting to wonder who whether simon and ali suggested that or whether we did <clears throat> simon and but... ali being our aunt and uncle yes did you maybe like it could be just you had a friend who went there and they said oh you should go to France like maybe it's something small like that that actually then had a little domino Mm. effect of it's funny it's funny that you don't know it's funny that you don't know specifically because obviously now now that you live there and you know if I think back to us growing up felt like France was the place that we went on holiday France 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 um so it's really funny to think that that wasn't that wasn't formative in at the time well almost. I mean it obviously was formative but yeah like it wasn't it didn't come from your childhood or anything it was a sort of a a new thing and now mm. it's the thing yeah perhaps it perhaps France just seemed a bit more interesting than going on holiday in the UK and uh could you speak French why mm, need to know? Not brilliantly. Um, yeah. A bit. But I suppose, Steve, that you you always went off on, like, uh, with your work, you always went travelling quite long ways. So, mm. kind of, to do something like that, you know, we wouldn't have... Although we did, seemed... went to Ethiopia and did do some things mm. with, you know, as a family. Yeah, maybe you were more accustomed to doing slightly longer travel, so therefore the idea of doing like a slightly further holiday than the UK was more normal, and therefore France is like. Mm. Don't know. It's very. This is very interesting. Mm. I really. I would have guessed that there was like. Oh yeah, a we seminal. thought of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although we're also weird that we didn't know <laughs> what that was if it did exist, because <laughs> I feel like that would have come up as well. Yeah. But anyway. Because I don't have any sort of specific, you know, memories as a kid, but more just that sense of, you know, I think all different families have a type of holiday that they probably go on. You know, some people go camping holidays all the time. Some people go to hotels, you know, that have a pool or some people go to, I don't know. Mm. And it felt like, yeah, ours was France. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, before before we bought this place, we went on two holidays to Jardes-sur-Mer in the Vendée um, on the West Coast with Simon and Ali. And I think it was the first one that we drove down in the Gold Jaguar, um, or as a Daimler, actually, that I bought for some reason um, back in the UK. And I wanted to get rid of it. And um, I remember driving down, and we stayed... We stayed crossed the channel and stayed somewhere near Caen uh, in the French port overnight 
And then we drove down, I think probably in convoy, to Jardin-sur-Mer and had a week or so's holiday in the municipal campsite, which, I mean, municipal campsite tells you all you need to know, really. It's, it's basic, but cheap and really not, you know, there's something really nice about it. And this one was under a, under a sort of pine forest with sandy, oh. a sandy floor. And uh, our, the, where our, our tent was, you could sort of see the, the main thoroughfare that people walked down to the beach. Um, we could see the road just, just over, the, over the, the edge. It was down from us. And so I thought this was a great opportunity to try and find a market for this Jaguar. I don't know, I hadn't really thought about the practicalities of any of this, but <laughs> I, um, I parked it on that bit of road that we could see with a little for sale sign on it. And, um, Vendu. It, <laughs> that's sold. Avond. 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 And um, there was a bit of interest in terms of people poking it and looking at it and peering in the window. And I heard some chap with a Cockney accent or something like that say, Go, look, some geezer's trying to flog an old jag. And I thought, hmm, yes, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did you have a price on the window? I can't remember, probably. But anyway, it didn't generate any sales. So, um, mm. Which is just as well, because we needed it to drive home, really. <laughs> oh, expect- Otherwise, we might what? still be there in the municipal campsite. <laughs> and this whole podcast will be in French. <laughs> Maybe. And we, we had a, um, another um, holiday in France, which was the canal um, trip. Oh, um, I'd forgotten that one. Yes. Yeah. The... Um, I can't remember where we started from. It was, it was on the Nantes-Brest Canal, but I can't remember what bit of it we did. Well, we did sort of in the middle bit, didn't we? Um, we did. Was yeah. that in, like, winter time or, like, colder? I, I have a real memory of... It wasn't roasting hot. So. Well, it was the I, north I, of France, I suppose, and it. I think it was the summers, though, probably. Hmm. I think we did go on one other canal boat holiday didn't we, we? in the uk and we did yes i have a really um strong memory of in the mornings it being freezing and the only yeah. way to make it warmer was to start the engine to like get the engine running to warm it up again so it was a real like do we want to be cold but in the quiet peaceful or do we want to be like shaken awake by the rumbling of the engine but maybe be warm <laughs> yeah um yes yeah we did like that was with simon and ali as well Mm. And noise, noise considerations have been such a big uh, part of your life, Tommy. Is that fair to say? I suppose it is fair to say. Yeah, I guess I hadn't really considered it uh, until more recently as a actual thing that I need to like be aware of in my life and plan. I around. just, I just but, really, yeah, I just really that enjoy that. That that's the kind of memory that has stuck with you of the peacefulness versus the the warmth <laughs> and the noise, which I have no recollection of that being the the dilemma. <laughs> Just get me warm. What <laughs> <laughs> what um came out of that French Canal holiday was I remember even we sort of there was a sort of um big basin that he showed us how to drive the. The, the boat, he, he was, took the controls, the chap who was hiring it to us. And, I mean, by default, and I, we even none the wiser, he showed me what to do, this, that and the other. And then suddenly another boat came alongside us and he said, there you go, have a good time, leapt off, 
<laughs> jumped on this boat and he was gone. <laughs> and um, I mean, it, it, you, on one level, you'd think you can't really need that much to to, to steering and driving a, a canal barge. But I found it extremely difficult to control, you know, it needed very small movements of the tiller. Otherwise, you were always overcorrecting. And um, and then <laughs> I can't remember just about you, but I do remember Tommy having a go and being way better at it than me. He basically had... He was, <laughs> a natural he canal boatsman. Of, well, I think you've got that sort of approach, which is tease it rather than... Left and right, then left and right. But um, <laughs> that is painting also, a way panic more a way panickier picture of yourself than I think I've ever experienced. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I didn't find it easy at all, and I I know we went to one lock, and there was a big uh, well in various places in this canal, there was a big sort of clod of vegetation that had grown some sort of um, weed that had grown in the in the canal. And he told us to avoid them, and I and I knew that. But I, you know, I, anyway, how, I went how over it, and it went. So? Well, you can sort of cut the engine as you sail past it. Is the thing you do because um, the momentum carries the boat forward. But anyway, this all got wrapped up in the propeller, um, which was just like what you definitely didn't want to do, and, mm. and sort of smacked of expense and all sorts. However, I seem to think the there was a canal keeper there who said. Um, give her a good belt backwards, mm-hmm. um, and that might clear it. And blow me down, it did. So that was a lucky, a lucky break, a lucky win. escape. Um, well, yeah. so then, if I asked you cards on the table, uh, <laughs> what is your favouritest ever holiday? What is the thing that comes to mind from any part of any of your lives? Can I have three? No. <laughs> yes, I mean, you're allowed whatever you want. The Le Savary. Oh, really? It, it was a great holiday, that one, for lots of reasons. So was this was with... a holiday that we took with our, our gran and grandpa, dad's mum and dad, I think 2000 and 1999? 1999. Exactly that, 1999. That's the one we have the home video of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic home video. It is a very classic quotes. And And a family without a father. (laughs) No, you you you're in you're in the bit where we were in a caravan. Oh yeah, Um, that's true. You you film yourself in the in the mirror. In the mirror. Very amusing. It's it's about the most nineties thing you could possibly imagine. (laughs) It really is. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's a great memory, but that's all you can say about it. Um, Cherubi little kids. Is it made better by the fact there's such an iconic legacy from it? No, I don't think so. I think I think that holiday would remain like that, even if we'd not moved to France um, afterwards. I, I mean, it was very memorable because my mum and dad were there and that was a sort of a very pre- precious time to spend quite a long time with them not very long before they they then died two or three years later, three or four years later. Mm. And so mm. that was that was precious because they were sort of special people, really. Um, but also you two were in the sort of great, most amazing part of yeah. childhood development where everything was exciting <laughs> and games were played. And um, I mean, there's, there's like that bit where you're, Tommy, are racing all over the place, firing cat guns in all directions, and, and <laughs> which you bought with your holiday money in spite of us judiciously throughout your childhood avoiding having any guns in the house I, I was like going to say I, I feel like Matt you've said you said to me fa- 
fairly recently. I, I mean, obviously, I didn't remember this, but I think you'd said that I, I like bought them secretly or something, or like you'd said, like maybe it had been said, like oh, maybe don't buy a gun or something, and then like somehow I just came running out of the shop with them. Is what I've like. <laughs> I think, I think it was true. more that um, we we said you could spend your money on whatever you wanted. Your holiday money. Mm. And I was like, that, that's my memory. Guns. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> so annoying. And Watching the video and, and just hearing that little click. Oh, bow and arrow. Oh, I still have a very soft, big soft spot soft. For, a, for, <laughs> for a bow and arrow. For a bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Any, if I ever play a video game where you can play, where you can like use a bow and arrow, I'm always like, oh, this game is great. <laughs> <laughs> Did mm. do you have any memories of us like bickering much during that holiday? Not during that holiday, I don't remember that at all. Really, no. no, no. That's that's pretty good because mm. I think we were we were sort of nine and seven, so um, you know, potential bickering, highly eh? highly bickerable, highly bickerable. <laughs> um, go on then, Tom's. What 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 would be up there for you? Well, doesn't have to involve us. <laughs> it was that time when I was nine and I went away without you all. Um, no, I, the one that immediately popped into my head was um, when we went skiing with Simon and Ali. Simon um, and Ali are very popular in this podcast. Heavy on this. We've been on a um, lot of holidays. It's surprising. Them, I don't think I'd ever realised that. Before. A lot of good holidays Excellent as well. Excellent holiday companions. Mm. They've got kids that are. Almost similar ages to it. I mean, not quite similar ages, but <laughs> almost similar ages. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're not. You, you, you and we're, Hannah we're... are the same, and then we sort of spread a little bit up and a little in another direction. Down. Yeah, but so you know, there's commonality enough there that we can all have a fun time. But I just, yeah, I definitely remember being like skiing, mountains, snow. This yeah. is amazing. Um, and also, but I, I do also think that's the holiday where on like day two or something I fell on my bum on a patch of ice and then like couldn't walk for two oh, days or something yeah, so I think it probably actually wasn't a great holiday painful, but wasn't it? yeah, um, yeah. yeah. but that's what popped into my brain anyway which I'm kind of surprised by how about you Jess um as the pose of the question I thought you might have an answer immediately <laughs> jumping out of here well, the sort of, the answer that kind of immediately springs is the South Africa adventure because mm. it was just so it was so much everything. It was adventure and it was lots of different places and it was very beautiful scenery and it was lots of brand new experiences and it was you know, it was so all encompassingly new. Um but I mean, I, I we're sort of talking about it now and I'm thinking Gosh, we've done a lot of excellent, like, <laughs> holiday hangouts, really. Mm. So, well, I'd, I'd completely forgotten the South Africa trip when we were when I was thinking about holidays. You know, Same, like it, mm. yeah. Well, I it kind right, of wasn't right a full holiday because we were obviously there with a with a work angle, Objectives. but then m- most of it, most of it for me felt mm. holiday. Oh, also, we too. were I mean, we no, were on yeah. the older end of children, uh, like Mats was saying, <laughs> like yeah. childhood, yeah. as in. Presumably yeah, I mean, like I think I was 16, so... Yeah. So, or maybe it falls into a slightly different category, but we'll allow it. Mm. It was a good time. We'll allow it. Great. Did we... We didn't ever go to Scotland on holiday as a family, though, did we? 
as kids or otherwise, which is kind of surprising if you both did that as kids. But it's a long way, I have a memory of visiting someone in Scotland, and I don't know if you're going to be able to um, locate any more details, but the detail that I remember <laughs> is that at the time, McDonald's Happy Meals were doing Winnie the Pooh finger puppets as the toys. <laughs> And I had Winnie the Pooh, and I had Piglet, and I had Eeyore, and the one that I didn't have that I couldn't find was Tigger, and I'm Uh. sure we went and stayed with some people in Scotland, and they had a Tigger McDonald's Happy Meal. God, you know this is ringing a very vague bell with me. It's like Billy with me as well. Billy Lee springs to mind, but I can't think why we'd have gone there. That's what springs to mind for me. What or who is Billy Lee? I've never heard those words combined <laughs> in a family context. it was a, a Christian outreach thing. You, were you going to give a talk or went to see them? Because I think it was their children, perhaps. Uh, I seem to think you, you got on quite well with them, Jess. I was that, very, that, very I mean, happy to have the Tigger toy, <laughs> I'll tell you. That, that Tigger memory has unlocked something that I would never have remembered in 100 years about going <laughs> to that chap's house. But I think it must have been... I can't... Did we just drive up there for that then? Wow, that's really wild. Sounds like it wasn't in the holiday category then, perhaps. But I and I don't know why I re- I remember that being in Scotland because I have no my memory is all about the toy. It's not about the yeah. location. It's not about the the setting. <laughs> so, but I, it feels very much like that was a Scottish thing. But they gave you that tigger to take away, did they? I'm sure they did. Wow, where is it now? Casualty. Well, Casualty of the move, one hundred percent. I'll go and check sentimental clap chap just in yeah. case. I don't know if we've ever coined casualty of the move on the podcast, but it's a really useful phrase for. I think I think it must have originally come from when we moved from. We basically, I always think we lived in two houses when I was growing up, one from zero to ten, and one from ten to moving out around eighteen, nineteen, twenty, mm. and. Uh, so casualty the, of the move. And that was move. the first big move that we had ever done was moving from the first house to the second house and yes. various important bits and bobs disappeared <laughs> during that. So anytime we couldn't find something it was labelled casualty of the move. And it's <laughs> we still as you have just heard, it's still useful in most contexts. Well why it's useful is it removes blame from any particular person. It's yes, it's like... the move's fault, not <laughs> it's the move's fault entirely. <laughs> Uh, well, yes. well, you you might be interested to know that it was 1998 that McDonald's kids Happy <laughs> Meal Disney finger puppet toys. <laughs> oh, our little researcher has been beavering away in the background. Is that so, Winnie the Pooh? If it's Disney, though, was Disney, did Disney own? It Winnie says the Winnie the Pooh Piglet hmm. finger puppet. Um, oh, I just really liked them because they were they were soft and they were so fun. And I feel like most of the toys were were more like plasticky or buildy yeah. or stuff. And these Gentle. were just like mm. yeah, felt much I, more interesting. I do feel like I can remember those toys. Do you think I was around? You were born in nineteen ninety two, so you'd have been a oh, solid of course. <laughs> six, <laughs> six years old. Thank you for reminding oh, me of yeah. my... We've managed to wiggle in another reference. It's to always Tommy's good birthday. if you can always just get a little nineteen ninety two reference. <laughs> yes. We should um, have a prize for the person who can ping the most uh, references. As in the listener who can um spot the most references. <laughs> yes, well done listener. Come on, let's have it. 
Well, I mean, I just think that was a great um, survey of holidays. We could go on forever, but I'm worried about your supper, Jenny. <laughs> I'm worried about my supper, and I'm worried about the listeners' ears. And, and you know, let's be real, the little green flicker of envy that might be appearing. Oh, yes. It's true. Yeah. yeah. We're very no, lucky. I'm, I'm oh, just, oh, yes, no. saying that we're very lucky. All those people who didn't get a tigger, you mean? And probably would be very exactly envious. the ones who are really sad that they didn't know about the 1998 McDonald's Happy Meal because mm. that toy selection was it. Good luck getting one now. What? Yes. Well, Billy Lee. Have a look was on eBay. Key. See what they're uh, see what they're worth. Billy Lee was the key. Thanks for the episode <laughs> title, Stephen. Thank you. Well, for... thanks for a uh, a good little dive into the old reminiscent. A little trip down memory lane, I think they call yeah. that. Well, that's a month. That's what we do here at this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> a monthly or sometimes bi-monthly trip down memory lane. You are welcome. If you enjoyed it, why not leave us a rating? Um, and as you know, if you didn't already know, you can find us on all the socials at the Podclarks. So get involved in our very, very, very slow social media life. <laughs> uh, once, once a month. Oh dear. Once, once a once month. Once a month. Sometimes bi-monthly social media posting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so next time it's thirty-three. Wow. It's thirty-three. It's got a nice feel to it, isn't it? Like sort of like ninety-nine. It's kind of cool. Yes. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's not very significant, but the podcast has now overtaken me in in age numbers. It's soon to overtake me. Mm. It depends how how quickly we do them. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. True. Very true. Anyway, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. Uh, It's goodbye from him and me as well. And it's goodbye from him. Woo! Bye. Bye. Bye.